Calgary football fans. This is your quarterback, the Bo Show with Bo Levi Mitchell on Sportsnet 960. Brought to you by SML Entertainment. The Bow Show for SML Entertainment. Pool tables, hot tubs, patio furniture, and much, much more. With four locations in Calgary, Cross Iron Mills, and Red Deer. Go to smlentertainment.com for details. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to The Bow Show on this Wednesday edition because we are in Labor Day, man. Labor Day is here, finally. I know the fans are loving it. Uh, the flyovers are happening. People are talking trash. I can't wait to talk back. I like to just talk with my, not my pads, technically, with my glove. With your arm? With my arm. Yeah. I see your feet, but with my wobbly ass knees. You don't, you, don't, you don't really run that much. The fans do love it when you run, though. Yeah, they're disrespectful. All right. <laughs> uh, hey, make sure you text in, call in today, uh, 960-960 for the text in, and call in is uh, star... 403-240-4444. Two four zero forty four forty four forty four, right there, because uh, we're gonna talk CFL, we're gonna talk Labor Day, but then we're gonna talk fantasy because I got two fantasy drafts today. Two. I need some help. I don't really, but I just want to talk some fantasy. <laughs> Y'all already got me in the mood to talk fantasy. Yes. Right? So first off, let's start with this. Why? Why? Uh, how do you say his name? Brent Cron. No, no, no. Leveon. Leveon. Le'Veon. 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 Okay, okay. I'm saying it wrong. <laughs> this is a victim of me just being Canadian. <laughs> well, and 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 reading about him a thousand times for every time I hear his name. Yeah. Right? Like I, I don't know that I caught more than two Steeler games last year. My bad. I should <laughs> so, know his name. He's a bloody star. My bad. Le'Veon. So, so they just said say. they just said you should be embarrassed if your league still has uh, James Conner available. So I went to my family league and James Conner was still available. So he is now. On for Netflix and chill. Netflix <laughs> <laughs> and chill. That is excellent. Wow. And, and I am and wearing, your league. I am wearing my t-shirt, sleeper pick. Nice. My okay. wife made it for me last night <laughs> on her little cricket. She uh that's my that's my team name, by the way. In the yes, I saw that. 960 radio hacks. New uh league. new team name this year. New team name. Playoffs year one. Feels good. That's... You had a nice little rally. You had a tough start last year, if I remember. A very tough start. It all started in the draft. When I named my team too early. Yeah. Sure. I named my, my team Gray Cup. fantasy football moves ever. <laughs> Gray Cup or bust. And I spelled it K-U-P-P as in Cooper Cup. And uh, that was knew? a mistake. Don't uh, don't tell us anything ahead of time like that because we oh, will just yeah. take advantage. Well, the, just... the worst part is I'm like, you know what? Like, even if they talk about doing it, somebody has to bite the bullet and waste a higher pick on Cooper Cup than they want to. I was like, I'm still going to take him higher than most people are going to take him. So when I looked at the average draft pick, I was like, okay, cool. I'll take him right here in the second round. Nope. I, and the, the whole room. Was it, was it second or third round you took him? It was it a little later. It, it would have been later than that. It was. Yeah. I, I just remember Nalt was sitting beside me. He's like, okay, you've got, you're up next. Bo's right up after. You've yeah. got to take Cooper. So there's, <laughs> that was the best part. The whole room was talking about there's, how and I'm calling, he was going to do it. I'm calling Steinberg's war room trying to trade up in the draft. <laughs> trying to get that pick. Uh, there's eight or ten of us in an establishment in town thinking, Bo's not here. He's on his computer. He thinks. He's For got sure. cup this pick. He's oh, so it's excited. Queued up. It's ready it's to go. Top of the queue. He's just because he was in the queue. Like he was visible in the Yahoo. He's ready queue. in the like, chat. Okay, he's there. And uh, and we're like, watch this. And I don't. Was it you, Patty, that took him? I took him. And we all burst out laughing because it couldn't have been a moment after that pick goes in that you're like, no, oh. all kinds of words you can't say on the radio. Oh, you man. were not That's happy. It, I was gonna take him. 
it threw me off so bad because <laughs> you know like you've got your 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 for sure locked in pick i'm yeah. like okay this is a lock i start thinking about my other ones yeah okay who, who am i going to get in you know 15 <laughs> picks over here and then he takes it i'm like whoa what's going on i was like that can't be right so i type i started typing his name into search like no no he really did just take him <laughs> <laughs> the disrespect is oh, real around man. here man yeah well now was he the missing piece really like when you look back no, at the season no, in the playoffs and i didn't so oh, yeah I ended up karma came around. Did Pat, Pat get, did your favor him late in the season. Yeah, I think you did end up getting him. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I didn't trade him to you. I, I traded you, you him, traded him to somebody else. Yeah, no, was he an Eastern Washington boy? Is that the story? Or what was yeah, it? He's an Eastern. Yeah, Washington. he's okay. yeah, yeah, he's an Eastern. Knew boy. there was a good tie there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and I knew of him and knew everything about him. I was like, Sean McVay is going to use this guy a lot. And everybody kept hyping him in the fucking. In, um. The uh, hey, there was a gentleman. Just, there it is, out <laughs> of boy. Seven minutes in. No, no, that's, that was only ninety percent. Didn't all get out. Didn't all get out. Fudge sickles, but I was going to um, say, yeah, absolutely. Instant replay. Yeah. Don't draw attention. Just keep rolling. So there was a guy on the NFL Network who I think used to produce the Jim Rome show. Yeah, and he was convinced he'd get a hundred catches. Oh. Um. And yeah, I forget his name, but possessed. Yeah. And it was like every week he was up and he's like, it's 120 because it's going to be 130. Like he was yeah. going banana. He was all in. The hype oh, yeah. train was out of control on that guy. He wasn't a bad player, but it, like, yeah, rookie receivers hardly jump in. That's Kyle unless Brand, you're like, right? Yeah. Unless yeah, yeah. you're right top prospect type guy. And he was, wasn't that. He was like a sexy lady or later pick, but like the hype train is out of control. That guy. And then you is like, whew. I was going for him. He had a decent year. He wasn't bad. He just he wasn't, be wasn't a this superstar. Year. A lot of, a lot of people year. like him this year. I, yeah. I have him in two of my other leagues. I took him this year. I'm pretty happy with the Cooper the, Cup pick. Take notes. Yeah. Make sure you get ahead of Pat what in the draft. Keep, keep taking notes. Pat, keep telling us who you've been I'm taking. I'm taking notes over here. Yeah, Bump that ADP a bit. He's, Man, he's um, yeah. and then the, the, what made it worse is then we go into my family draft. Because we did my family draft after you guys. And I was like, okay, I'm getting Cooper. My wife's like, I pick before you, I'm getting Cooper. I'm like, yeah, but you're not taking him in the first round. She was like, I will if I have to. <laughs> oh, my God. And my dad takes him with, like, the fourth pick of the draft. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like dad, that makes no sense. Like, you what should, are you doing? You better be winning that league if that guy's going in the first round. Uh, my wife did. Oh, my wife. So, Maddie my wife, won, yeah, so Maddie won year one. Uh, my dad's got a trophy at home, and she was so pumped because – you know, my dad shows off the trophy, sends it to everybody after our first year draft. <laughs> and uh, and as soon as we won, like I completely forgot about the trophy. Uh, as soon as we won, Maddie's like, you know what's coming to the house now. And I was like, what? She's like, the trophy with my name on it. She's like, you have to look at it every day. Wow. <laughs> and my dad's like, no, 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 I don't send it to y'all. I'm keeping it safe here. I'm just going to etch your name into it. So Maddie was pretty hot about that. She wanted the trophy in the house. Um, but I'm glad. I'm kind of glad it wasn't. It's getting some good exposure there, though. That's, she's getting repped in. Oh she, yeah, yeah, that's good. Oh, and she she got she was semifinals last year. Well done. But then this year, I see this is and this is what I don't understand. So this year, um, I pick eleven, and we're going to talk over this draft a little bit. because I want to hear y'all's thoughts on it. Right, so I right. pick I pick eleven. Um, Maddie is picking like, gosh, I want to say fifth or sixth or seventh, and goes Keenan Allen. And then mm. turns around and goes, Larry Fitzgerald. And I'm over here like, oh, babe, no, that's bad. And then, lo and behold, after the draft, you go to my email, draft grade. C. Oh, the Yahoo grades. Draft Yahoo grade grades. C, projected six and seven. And Maddie's draft grade B, projected seven and six. And I'm like, how is this possible? <laughs> uh, all you need to know about those draft grades, I believe Rhett Warner had the highest grade last year and did not have a win heading into what, week 13? That sounds about right. Yeah. He was the, the worst Completely team. Completely based off And he was the A plus. Right? So. Yeah. Uh, th- those 
are very good for printing and then using essentially to like start fires. Yeah. It's horrible, dude. Makes no sense. It's funny, but no, they're never accurate. Every, yeah, every year I think I'm going to get a good draft grade. It gives me like a D minus, and I'm going two and fourteen throughout the year. And every time I think like I have a bad draft, it gives me like a superior grade. I don't trust it at all. The one yeah. thing I don't it does it does not take into account keepers. So if you're in a keeper league, yeah, and it's useless. You're like, well, I didn't have any other options. So like one guy in my one one guy was forced to keep Jordy Nelson. Which is terrible. Like, who? Would, why would you want? Why to are you forced to keep somebody? Yeah, uh, because you have to declare a keeper for two years. So he declared uh, it two years ago. Makes sense and then, two years ago. Exactly. So he had to keep Jordy Nelson this year. He dropped him immediately as soon as the draft was done. But that goes down as his first pick, and so he got absolutely roasted for taking. So, well, it's not really my. You got to the keepers are yeah. declared. You got to keep that into into consideration. But yeah, man. Uh, so our coaching staff might run the coolest league I've ever heard of. Really. So it's all based off, you know, you got your auction in the very beginning. That's how yeah. you drafted originally. You got keepers every single uh, every single year, but it's all based on contracts. So if you draft a you draft a guy, you got him for two years at whatever price you bought him at, and then you have to extend him. And I think I believe it's for ten percent of whatever you bought him for. You have to extend him before the last year on the contract. So if you if you go into game one, you haven't extended him yet, then no matter what, he's becoming a free agent next year. Hmm. So. Huh. I want to say they had like $200, so it's like actual like cat pits, mm-hmm. you know? So uh, one of our guys, uh, Steve, the trainer, he had um, he had Keenan Allen, he had Amari Cooper, and Melvin Gordon. He's trying to decide who to extend, and they're all around 40 46 bucks. so he's having to pay 4 or 5 bucks to extend them for the last year. Just to hold their rights, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, well, I'm going to let Amari Cooper go. I'm going to extend Keenan. I'm going to extend Melvin. Um, and that's just, man, that's such a – like you have to sell your team if you want to be done. Then let somebody else in. They got to buy that team. It's it's more like real sport. I mean, if, yeah. if we're really trying to simulate it's being more, a GM, yeah. that's the that's, kind of stuff they have to deal with. Absolutely, like they had to go in and pay, you know, however much to get a guy. And, for, and if you if you get a rookie, you get him for three years at your price. But then he's, I think he's twenty uh, percent in order to sure in order to yeah. uh, extend them. So. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a there's that's some a crazy cool, cool leagues right out there. there, man. There yeah. is. Yeah, we started one uh, with a bunch of buddies. One buddy was at Princeton, and they were doing this stuff for us because everything happens at Princeton before it happens everywhere yep. else. And so in 2002, Yahoo Fantasy Sports wasn't even around. We're on some website called Sandbox, and so we have the most convoluted, weird rules. We just make it up on the fly. Like, yeah, I want to keep her. How are we doing? I don't know. How about this? Like, it's yeah, it's insane. And you try to tell people about your leagues, they can't. It's just too dumb. Like, yeah, seventy players of the top hundred are gone before we get to the draft floor. Like, I can't explain this to you. So my father-in-law, so Maddie's dad, is was in the league. You had to pay a thousand dollars to get in. Whew. Um, and that, and same same kind of keeper concept, or anything like that. They would travel somewhere, play golf, do the draft live, yes. that kind of thing. Um, and like if you if you played somebody that wasn't playing, like those guys rode you. They were ticked off, mad. Like, oh yeah, it ruins the, the integrity well, of the league. Oh yeah, and they're, and they're playing like real money. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah. So he ended up like. He's like, you know what? I don't have time to keep up with this. So he ended up selling it for like fifteen or seventeen hundred or something like that. So he made money franchise out. value. Yeah, I yeah. like that. That's why you buy franchises in sports. They, they yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So let's uh, real quick. We'll we'll end before we go to this break. We'll talk over this draft real quick. So picking eleven. Uh, How many I'm, team league? Uh, twelve. Okay. So twelve team league. Picking eleven. Uh, I get Fournette and then turn around and get Hunt, Kareem Hunt. Well, you said a running back. I don't mind that. Now, are you a flex or is it uh, three flex. wide receiver? Flex is good. Yep, yeah, we got flex, uh, single tight end, single quarterback. So you went Fournette 11 and Hunt 12? No. Uh, uh, 14 is where you picked. The brother, oh, 14, yeah, okay. So then Hunt 14. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then came back around and went Stephon Diggs. Okay. And then I'm walking into Hayden Block. Huh? Lose my internet. No. And they go, 
Adam Thielen. So now I have both Vikings receivers, you, which I don't hate. That's actually, not bad. To Better be quarterback than they had last year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't yeah, mind that I offense. Don't, I don't hate it. Uh, and I can find out which one is going to be getting the targets and maybe trade the other one for a better player. Uh, maybe maybe to improve my tight end because my tight end is Evan Ingram, which, again, I don't mm-hmm. hate. You know, I feel like there's but, three or four tight ends that you really want to have. And, and after that, there's just a huge crop of guys that we could all guess. He's gonna they're get, all going to be pretty yeah, similar. He's going to get either two points, you know, six See, points. I think, if he has a I think Ingram's knocking points. on the door to being in that. I think Ingram and That's Jordan, Jordan Reed are the two guys that I think are knocking on the door. Well, Reed to, at least has done it before. Yeah, That's real, the nice thing yeah, about Reed. Reed but he can't stay healthy. healthy. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, he'll, he'll play eight games this year. But Ingram's got a ton of talent. Like, if, who's, if, if we talk about Ertz and Gronk and... Uh, maybe Delaney Walker, and Greg Olson, Travis Kelsey, maybe Olson, Greg the, Olson yeah. maybe Olson, the, and Olson. The, they were trying to replace him last year. Well, and here's the thing: like, he'd never been hurt before, and it's like, oh, he's only been hurt once. But he's at that age; it is football. He might not ever be the old Greg Olson. Again. We don't know, but I really think there's four or five guys: there's Gronk, and then there's a second tier, and then after that, it's like, okay, everyone has a hunch. Like this, okay. this guy in Chicago, Burton's getting all kinds of love because you look good in the preseason. Like, boy, I don't like preseason scouting reports for. Not and then the fantasy draft. Yeah, I don't. I never love tight ends, man. So it's, you can find, and you can hunt the wire and find someone as good or better if that tight end doesn't work. What else? Oh, exactly. You and then so the backup tight end was Joku. Yeah, but I do like in Cleveland. Him. Yeah, yeah, he's intriguing. He's to me, he's more of that boomer bust. He's going to give me one point, or he's going to give me ten. Second year guy, that offense would be better. Right? Yeah, but uh, quarterback got Stafford, then Doug Baldwin, then uh, Mahomes, then James White, Anderson, Watkins, then kicker, defense, linebacker. See, Baldwin's Baldwin's one of those boomer bust picks this year because if he, because I I know that his ADP is high. But he is he. There's a chance he might play hurt all year long. He's saying he won't be 100 percent this year. Yeah. See, I've got him in one of my leagues, and I'm not yeah, excited about it. I like yeah. the targets, but if he's at 85 percent, like yep. he says he is, that's. But somebody to me that's running back heavy, um, maybe they have or receiver heavy, and don't sorry, receiver heavy. They don't have any good running backs. I can trade, you know, wide receiver one or two, Diggs and Thielen sure. and Baldwin, and yeah. get a great number two. Is what I'm thinking. You're in good shape there. That's not bad. Yeah. So you, so your first two picks were Fournette at 11, and then Hunt, Hunt at 14. 14. Mm-hmm. That's not in terms. I mean, of, it shouldn't. It shouldn't have been there. You know yeah, what I mean? both like those, those guys could be gone in some ways. Those, those people yeah. should not have been there. So then, so we got a family text going. Everybody's like, "Hey, you have to go to email and you have to post your draft grade." Um, and then my mom. <laughs> this is awesome. I know my mom's listening right now. Your too. mom is playing fantasy. I love that. Oh yeah. So she she says, what's wrong with my draft grade? So here's it gives you your draft summary. Here's the draft (laughs) summary. This is awesome. Uh, Team G, that's her grandma named G, uh, will be hoping to defy the experts this season. In spite of selecting third overall, they they are now expected to finish 11th. They went after quarterbacks right out of the gate using the first two selections on signal calls. (laughs) That early positional investment helped to yield the top combo of quarterbacks in the league. So then, obviously, my brother's like, Mom, yeah, you can't take two quarterbacks. can't take two quarterbacks. And being the mother of a quarterback, she says, your team is only as good as your quarterback is. <laughs> <laughs> so, God family, bless your family league. Looking good. What does I your like mom it? think about that uh, word you stopped yourself from saying there yeah, a little bit ago? She slap your wrist oh, she'll be texting me here pretty soon about it. <laughs> uh, okay, so you got uh, your wife, mom, dad. Oh, yeah. All brothers. The, all the brothers. Uh, Maddie's dad. Yep, and then uh, some of our best friends from college, uh, and then some uh, like brother-in-laws kind of thing. Yeah. So do they get together in one place and do it, or is everyone on their own like an island? Obviously, you and Maddie being. Well, the same yeah, room. we're all yeah. here. Some brothers, like my my mom and my brother and his wife, who's also in it, is in uh, South Carolina. And okay. Then you got people in Houston. So yeah, we're just all kind of nice. spread cool. out. 
I love it. It's fun. And you know what? Like to have one in family, it, it, the, the smack talk's even better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's your, when you're beating your brother, it's like any sport. Oh, I'm, exactly. I'm beating your brother. Oh, it's the best. And then not only that, like I'm, I'm over there, you know, talking, you know, a little crap to the wife. Like, oh, babe, you're, you're first your draft pace. That's not good. And of course, well, what place did you finish uh, last year and the year before that? <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> let, me, let me do my draft. <laughs> All right. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk CFL. We'll talk some Labor Day. Uh, and uh, again, remember, text in 960-960 or call in the number that Steinberg said. And, uh, and we'll, uh, I want to know what you guys want to talk about. Let me know what you're thinking draft pick-wise. Who's your sleeper picks? Uh, and who's your for sure lock-ins? And I do want to go back to the, what you were talking about. With Bell? Yeah. With, I want to talk about that. I always <laughs> struggle with that top pick. So I want to talk about that if you're not Le'Veon now. And we'll get into it. But uh, you are listening to the Bo Show here on Sports at 960 Defense. Bo Show. Hell yeah, yeah. On Sportsnet 960, The Fan. The Bo Show. For SML Entertainment. Pool tables, hot tubs, patio furniture, and much, much more. With four locations in Calgary, Cross Iron Mills, and Red Deer. Go to smlentertainment.com for details. All right. Welcome back to the Labor Day edition of The Bo Show. This Wednesday here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Let's talk some Labor Day. Um, standing so far after game one. <laughs> What's uh, update that what? ledger for us? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'll go to the east first. How about that? <laughs> sure, yeah. What happened to east? You got the east. You got Ottawa six and four, Hamilton five and five, Toronto three and seven, Montreal three and eight. And then you got, uh, you got the um, the team that's not as good as you think you are, nine and one. You got Sask at six and four, Edmonton six and five, Winnipeg five and six, BC three and six. Um, I don't know. Y'all tell me what y'all thought about Labor Day. I thought I really enjoyed it. I know that a lot of people were not happy. There wasn't a lot of offense. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was a really hard fought defensive classic. I, I really enjoy. No, I I like defensive football. I enjoy watching close games like that. I know there weren't a lot of majors, a lot of field goals, but. I enjoyed it. I thought it was it was exactly what you want in a Labor Day game between two pretty good teams, and you've got a little drama right down to the wire. Uh, both teams had an opportunity to win the game. I it was a good game. I, I really enjoyed Labor Day, actually. Game down to the last moment against biggest rival over the course of the last hundred years, and the home team wins. I think everyone went home real happy. That crowd was into it. Is it going to be? Is it going to be on ESPN time. Classic Canada in twenty years? Maybe not. I think the the bigger takeaway is like both teams are gonna have to deal with some major injuries, but you know, you'd rather if you're gonna have to suffer those injuries, man, we'll as well win the game too. Yeah. Scoreboard. I think that's that's what Dave always says, is that uh he always tells us he's like, Give everything you got. Um, you know, make this a physical game, make sure they feel you. Um, but the bumps and bruises always hurt a little bit less if you come out to tell yeah. you. You know, so like I said, I've I had a little thing right there with my knee and it telling you it feels a little bit better just because we walked away out of there with a win. Um, but yeah, I mean, both teams are going to be without, you know, one of their most productive receivers all, all season. I don't want to say best because I don't like to compare my guys like that. But so far, KJ has been the most productive receiver on our team. Darrell has, you know, between touchdowns and yards with him yeah. and Duke have been has been the most productive on their team. Um, so that's tough, man. That that's always going to take away offense. Um, but again, you're playing against two very good defenses, uh, and I don't know. I, I'm I'm a little biased. Yeah, I'm a quarterback and I love putting up points, but. I enjoy those games. You know, though you, you you don't play football to blow people out. That's not that's not fun. It's fun to throw yeah, it's fun to throw four or five touchdowns and, and you run for two touchdowns and 
and you beat a team, you know, 50 to 20, but um, that's not why you play football. You play football because you like the games that uh, you're going to get smacked in the mouth. You're going to smack somebody else back in the mouth. Um, you know, helmets are flying off. There's ball, all, every ball in the air. There's a play being made on yep. it. You're not, there's not a lot of just wide open receivers catching the ball. You're getting hit. You're getting hit as you throw the ball. Um, that's why you play football. Those grinded out games. You score, I score, you score, I score. Somebody scores in the end to win it. Um, that's when you feel like you deserve and you earned a win. I thought it was one of those games where there was a bit of a statement made, you know, especially on the Stampeders side of things. And that, look, everybody knew the Stampeders were the best defense in the CFL coming in, and yet it was kind of one of those statements where you underline it because what they did in the second half with, what, turnovers and three or four possessions there in the second half, that huge stop when Riley and the Eskimos had an opportunity to go down the field and win it, and they got 11 yards on four plays. Those are those are big stops, and, and I thought it was just a reiteration of what we already knew, that this is still the best defense in the CFL. I know the Riders are starting to knock on the door too, but that that's what I came away with from the game is, you know what, this this defense, even against you know, one of the best offenses in the CFL, they are a force to be reckoned with and, and came to play when the game was on the line. To add to that, the performance they put on against Winnipeg two weeks ago when it was 15-12 the half for the Bombers, mm-hmm. I mean, the only points they got in the second half beyond a field goal was in junk time. And that was a statement as well. I'm not to say that you know, the special teams and offense didn't pull their low, but you're looking at two games where in the second half they've completely smothered the opposition. And one thing that, uh, do we have, we have the clip? We do. Uh, I want to just uh, say thank you to Jerry Montejong from the uh, Edmonton Sun who was able to, he spoke to uh, C.J. Gable post-game uh, and was able to pass this along to us. Do uh, so you want to play it, Bo? Yeah, so we got, we have, so for those who listen, we have a, a, a clip from C.J. Gable, what he said post-game, and then we'll read, um, if you have that, if not, I can summarize it, what Duke Williams said at halftime and, and after the game. Beat ourselves. Oh, yeah. You know? They're not good as everybody think they are. Yeah. They're a regular team like everybody else. We just ourselves. So we we beat ourselves. They're not as good as they think they are. Or they're not as good as everybody thinks they are. They're a regular team just like everybody else. Yep. And then to summarize, I mean do you have what Duke said? I do have what Duke said. Uh at first he was talking about the uh the media. Uh, ahead of the game, he said, uh, they said, we can't play with Calgary, but we proved that Monday we can play with them. We kept ourselves on the road, three turnovers in the second half, man, but we're not playing with them. Uh, he then later on went to say, I'm tired of hearing these people say Calgary this, Calgary that. We're all human. Stop playing. Period. Mistakes. It's football. It happens. There's nothing else to talk about. We lost. What else do you want me to say? Uh, we know that. Uh, we know that. They know that. There's nothing else to say. Like I said, nothing left to say. I'm done talking. Who was it that said we handled them? Or we handed it to them? That might have been at half. Was that the one at half? I halftime? think that was the one at half. All right. So, There's a lot of talking from Duke. And there's some and Duke got into plays. a pregame with uh, Don Jackson, too. And, wasn't that the... Yeah. Yeah, Duke. Yeah, he caught a right cross in pregame. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, what I like about that, I think that's, that's probably how you should feel. You know, when when... I mean, that's how I feel when somebody comes in talking about the other quarterback or the other defense. Like, all right, talk about as much as you want. We're just going to worry about ourselves. I think he should say that. But to, to say you you handed it to us, here's some stats for you. 17-13 <laughs> at halftime. Subtract a blown coverage. 
for a 45-yard touchdown with 30 seconds left when you're already in field goal range. Take that away. It's 13-10 to 10 at halftime. And 13-13 if they make their 45-50 to 50 yard field goal. And we'll take away 45 of your yards in a touchdown, Duke. <laughs> so we, we come back from half. We miss a field goal 16-10 instead of 14-10. Trade field goals basically until the game is over. Field goal for field goal. Where, where did you hand it to us? Passing first downs, Calgary 15, Edmonton 8. Rushing first downs, Calgary 6, Edmonton 8. But rushing yards, Calgary 125, Edmonton only 108. And only 68 coming from the running back, C.J. Gable. Passing yards, we have 275, they have 250. Where, where did you hand it to us? That's my thing. If you're going to talk and say that, I, I've said things like that before. I said that at halftime in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Uh, two years ago, Winnipeg came back on us and we had to win at a last second field goal, but we came out and manhandled it, but we actually did. So the fact that, to me, what that tells me is that's your false hope. That's that false confidence, that false hope. Like, no, 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 we can stay with them. We can handle, we handled them. If you, if handling us is you're only ahead 17 to 13 at halftime and you're not ahead in yards, you're not ahead in first downs, where did you, where did you handle them? And another thing, giving the game away. Giving the game away is uh, fumbling the ball with nobody touching you, with throwing picks straight into a DB's hands. That's giving, that's giving the game away. This is also in the article from... Uh, hold on, hold on. Jim, okay, go for it. Duke Williams fumbles the ball. He gets it ripped out of his hands. That's not giving the game away. C.J. Gable fumbles the ball. Gets, it, gets smacked into his old lineman to fumble the ball. Mike throws a pick, hits off Nate Bahar's hands, goes into Siante's hands because he's feeling pressure from a D-line. Where, did, where was the game? Where, where were we all giving the game away? The game was taken from you. So that's something for me. I love hearing those kind of things. We like, we like the locker room talk. We like, to, we like hearing those things. It kind of helps, uh, helps you get a little bit locked in, focused, going to the next one. But that's disrespectful. We'll see you in a couple of days. That's what I have to say about that game, about those comments. What were you going to say? I was going to say part of what Duke said, too, in this was uh, all these reporters, all these critics, we know they counted us out. We knew this already. We have to stop beating ourselves. That's our fault. We got to get in the film room and learn from that. I, I don't that's, sit here, you know. I mean, that's that's fair. But, I mean, to me, again, I just – I you beat yourself? Yeah, I would sit here and – and say, I don't know why the, the Be- lack of credit towards what you guys did is beating, kind of the question. Yeah, beating yourself is is bad turnovers and bad penalties. We had four penalties for 60 yards. They had two penalties for 20 yards. One of ours came from Micah. After we had a big return, he pushes a guy in the face. We get a 15-yard penalty and don't get points out of it. We missed a field goal in the beginning of the game. I don't see where they beat themselves. We took the game from them. We shouldn't have let them be in the game. I mean, honestly, it was a good game. It was it was a hard-fought battle, but at the end of it, we dropped a touchdown, a wide-open touchdown pass early in the game. We missed a field goal. Um, I missed a throw or two here and there. Uh, I don't, I don't really. I mean, there were drops too. I don't want to criticize man. the guys too. I know it's not easy to to catch it, but there were some drops and some missed opportunities on offense that could have changed that game and would have been some touchdowns instead of field goals for you guys too, right? Yeah, and that's but again, that comes from their defense making plays. I, that, mm-hmm. I'm not see, I'm not going to take that away from their defense. 
uh, Brest had a, a, a big drop on a dig route, but the safety was right there to hit him right when the play was over. So, yeah, it looks like a drop, but the defense is it's being run well. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're playing with their eyes. Like, that's not us giving the game away. I'm more mm-hmm. respectful than that. They were playing good on defense. Yeah. They made it tough the entire game. I but, hear a disappointed team that thinks they've defied the critics by being close to you guys. Exactly. They should be talking about being better than you guys, not being close. You didn't prove anything. You, you've now lost seven in a row in that building. The loss, yeah, loss is a loss. Like, you can credit yourselves the, all you want. The critics want. are not wrong. They're, the standings tell you one thing. The, the Stampeders are not just another team. So I, I, they, they can tell themselves whatever they want, but that sounds to me like a team that maybe doesn't even believe. Like, well, did, did they prove the critics wrong because they lost by three? What? And they still lost. Look, no one thought the Stamps were going to win this thing by 14, did Sass, they? Sass proved the critics, the, the critics wrong. Because they came out and beat us by twenty points. Yeah, that's they different. got off to a slow They're start not as this bad year. A team yeah. as people are saying they are. Sure. That's different. Don't tell me you proved them by wrong. You came out and lost. Yeah, I mean the the fact of the matter is, did they leave points in the field? Sure, they did, and they turned the ball over. And I would I would understand being in that locker room, being disappointed, and saying, "Well, you, you lose on a last second field goal, it's going to kick you in the gut." But hey, you still lost, and it's not like they have their opportunity. The, the thing that I go back to, as much as everybody talks about the the illegal contact call that extended the game-winning drive. I mean, the Eskimos had an opportunity to move the ball and go down and take the take the lead and maybe win the football game, and they didn't move the ball. And the Stampeders moved the ball when they had an opportunity to with the last possession, and it led to the game-winning field goal. So, so for me, if regardless of the turnovers, regardless of the penalty, regardless of the fact they were close and had a lead, they had a chance to win the game and didn't win the game, and then they weren't able to stop the opposition when they had an opportunity to win the game. That's what it comes down to. So, yeah, I, I don't think there's any proving the critics wrong. The, the Stampeders are a team that has a proven history of knowing how to win games like that, and they did, and the Eskimos weren't able to stop that. Sixth time Rene Paredes has walked off a game. Whew. Oh, I love it, too, because when he kicks it, he turns around. He pulled a Steph Curry. He did the Steph Curry. He turned around the, ball, the arms open. He knew. He knew. <laughs> oh yeah, he knows. And that, but that's that's the team mentality, though, right? When you guys go out there with sixty seconds left, you're thinking, let's either if we put it in the end zone, great. But if not, let's drain the clock and put the final points up that we need to go because that's what you guys go out and do, right? It's not even probably the first time you've done that this year, where you just leave the opponent with no time left to do. And the Eskimos had that same opportunity before you; they just didn't finish it. Yeah, and here's here's I want I want to comment a little bit on what Pat said with the uh, the illegal contact. I don't. I don't understand people complaining about it. If you watch it, it's blatant, hundred percent, perfect call. We try to run up the field. The guy's grabbing us and running with us ten yards. Now, listen. If, if a hand is put on a guy's hip and kind of barely pushes him, I do believe those are ticky tacky. But a guy turned, grabbed Lamar, and runs ten yards up the field with him while holding him, and I don't get to throw the ball to that guy who I'm looking at. You can see it on film. You can see it. I, on I TV. thought it was. I thought I'm, it was more pi than I'm even. Yeah, I know because I'm literally pulling my arm back to throw the ball. And he's getting molested, yeah. and boom, I get I get sacked, and people are like, oh no, that's that's you can't make that call at the end of the game. Okay, let me ask you something. Let's put it in in terms for everybody out here. Let's put it in hockey terms. Somebody comes in and takes out the goalie, and I get a free goal. Y'all don't want that call just because it's the end of the game, and you want an offense to play to win the game. Call no. should be the call. The rules are the rules. You want yes, you want the game to be called correctly. Yeah, yeah, and I, that's like a I bad said, play. He, like you say, he was down. You were already ready to go. And he was still down more than the five yards. Even I thought it was pi. I thought it was point of contact foul more than than the ten, uh, just the ten for illegal contact. To be honest, I thought they got lucky that it was illegal contact because if it was pi, 
the 10 more yards down the field to where Lamar was by the time that play was over. Oh yeah. He and was then, I'm imagining he was on a streak or something on that route anyways. Right. And and that's that's what it was. I mean, yeah. he came in and then went vertical to yeah. try to go and I'm so if you want to say that's how we beat ourselves a bad penalty right there, sure. I agree with that. Mm. But we still had to throw a 15-yard ball to DeVaris, then to Richie Sandani and have a 10-yard run to be in field goal yeah. range and yeah. You didn't give that to us. We took it from you. Yeah, no, you're you're I think you're absolutely right. Big play from Young Sandani too, coming in and catching I, the ball I like in the Sandani, game. Man. man, I like him. He's smart. He's one of those guys that he doesn't get a lot of reps in practice. He's more. He gets a lot more, um, you know, scout team reps and whatnot. But he's a huge special teams guy. I keep hearing his name on special teams, and what that tells me is that you're smart, you're physical, you like to make plays when the opportunity is there. But every time he gets in and gets a rep or two, he comes out of the huddle talking to the guys on his side of the field. They they're talking things out, blocking routes motions he's always talking he's not coming out with that deer in the headlight looks like oh man what do i have i don't want to be wrong you know he's yeah i mean shoot he got thrown into there for us moved down a position he went out to juan's uh, position and and didn't seem like anything changed like i thought he he did a really good job handling himself and and made a big catch there in uh in clutch time i'm set for saturday i know that i am too like this is it's good to begin with and then you got all this drama it's and teams talking a little trash. Well, all of a sudden, uh, this is good. And all of a sudden, there's competition for the Eskimos. It's, you yeah, know, it's like you want to win against Calgary, but it might be more to have to do with where you're at with second in the division than trying to reel someone to the top. Yeah, there's seasons on the line all of a sudden for Edmonton. They were sitting pretty pretty comfortably in second place. And then you saw, well, if they're able to sweep Labor Day, watch how close they are to Calgary. Well, now they, they give away that game to Hamilton. They lose the game to Calgary on Monday. They lose, they lose and they're back to 500. And all yep. of a sudden, the Riders beat the Bombers. All of a sudden, it's a little bit of a spread for number two in, in the division. And the chance to host a playoff game becomes a little less likely for Edmonton. So they better be a desperate football game and uh, desperate football team, rather. And if they're, if they're still talking about nobody gives us any respect and the Stampeders are just another team, I, I don't know if that's the right focus you need to be having going into a, a tough game and, and a very important rematch on Saturday. There'll be a huge crowd, too. It's always big there. Plus, they have those monster 50 50s. I don't know if you've kept an eye on that throughout the course of the year. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Man, so. let me ask you something. It's becoming something. <laughs> it's crazy. So, I've always wondered this. Why is it that someone doesn't claim the ticket in that stadium all the time? Someone doesn't? Yes. Well, yeah, I'm telling you, like, it over. gets up to like 125000 right before Labor Day. And for some reason, that game before Labor Day, somebody doesn't claim their ticket. <laughs> and all of a sudden on Labor Day is $250,000. Uh, I think they're picking a ticket that's not there. How close are that's you a ghost to, ticket. How close are you to throwing a break? Oh, right now. Why? What's up? Have you, how much time you spent in Edmonton? How much time have I spent in Edmonton? Yeah. Why? What do you mean? <laughs> Come on, Ryan. Ticket didn't get claimed. Come man. on, Ryan. It's always in Edmonton. It doesn't Come get on. claimed. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's always, People, that, they, it's they always in game. that stadium. Drink half their body weight and booze. You might misplace something. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But before you go, how jacked up did Jeff Garcia get the guys the day before? Oh, dude. He was. He came in there and Dave's like, hey, guys, you know, Jeff Garcia, if you young guys don't know, he played here. He played in the league for a while. Uh, Jeff, you want to come up here and talk to him? He gets up there and. Woo! <laughs> you boys fight. ready? <laughs> like, and you're like, oh, man, like this guy's ready to play today. <laughs> <laughs> so that was good, man. That was good. Good to talk to Jeff, see him out here again. Honestly, I, I didn't even know he was on the sideline right before I walk on. Like, you know, I'm always in, like kind of in my zone right before I head out on, on the game for, yeah. the, uh, for the first play. Somebody grabs my arm and, like, turns me around. I'm like, what the? Turn around, it's Jeff. <laughs> 
You ready? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm about to run on the field right now, man. Like, <laughs> well, I'm missing a shoe. Why are you touching me right now? All right, before I go to break, text in 960-960. Let us know what you want to talk about. Uh, CFL, Labor Day, fantasy, whatever it might be. If you have any fantasy questions, ask the experts right here in-house in Sports at 960. You're listening to The Bow Show on Sports at 960 Defense. Back to The Bow Show for SML Entertainment. One, two. On Sportsnet 960, the fan. All right, welcome back. Let's talk some fantasy football. I've got two drafts today. I've got the radio hacks. These fellas right here. I've got this draft and I've got the team draft today. We've got 14 guys and from the team. Who's in the team draft? Uh, we have. I can pull it up right now. Actually, I got it right here. I'm, telling, I'm, I'm a good commissioner. Oh, so, you're the commish. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been for six years. So you got me, Siante, Micah, Cashy, Quay. Quay's still in because he's always a good player and he always plays every game and changes his lineup and he always pays. Uh, so, yeah, you got Cash, Quay, <laughs> Wigo, Bell, Renee, Juwan, Law, JG, Randy, Devaris, and Levels. That's a lot of guys. Oh, yeah. Do you have to chase down the money? Like, do you have to? No, 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 no. They, they pay There's you just, right away? It, There's just the, like, there's the Charlestons out there that, uh, <laughs> that you know, four weeks in, their team's not good, so he tries to sell players. <laughs> Hold an auction. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, it's not a keeper league, so that would no. This is yeah, not different, productive. Different to do every that. year. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> every friends. year, there's two guys that are just getting smacked, and I mean, I. I I don't know, man. It drives me insane. Like we, it's it's a good amount of money. Like why do you why do you play if you're not going to play? It's league etiquette too. You're you're throwing competitive uh, credibility out when even that's e- even if you're even if you're bad and going to miss the playoffs, you still have an obligation. That's to right to, to field a lineup, field your lineup, and make sure you're not starting guys with torn ACLs and guys you aren't playing. And, yeah, people yeah. have to be alive. Exactly. You're starting. Yeah. So Alex got kicked out. Oh, Quinn Smith got kicked out. Oh wow. Yeah, Alex is bad. So Alex had a high draft pick and then just doesn't play for like the first four or five weeks. And I'm like, dude, you have to play. He's like, oh, yeah, man, I just forget before Thursday night. I'm like, that doesn't matter. That's one game. The other ones don't lock until Sunday. <laughs> That's a bad excuse is what yeah. that is. And, uh, <laughs> of course, week six or week eight or something, nine, when my a majority of my team has a bye week, that's the week Alex decided to play <laughs> and beats me. Whole lineup and beats me. <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. I'm like, man, you decided to play one week this whole year, and it's this week, and you beat me. That's why Pinder got Brent Cron because he wants uh, I, free you know space what? I, on the I was card. not requesting Brent, but it, it was uh, people were lobbying on his behalf, and I thought, you know what? Who was lobbying on his behalf? Oh, Boomer and okay, DeForest for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's fair. Rhett would be on that, yeah. And it's our league's a good league. People know what they're doing on the waiver wire. Oh, for sure. If one of 14 guys is having a clue, I'm, I'm fine with that. Plus, I know who his AGM is. He'll be okay. Who's the AGM? It's my neighbor. I was going to say myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not helping. No. <laughs> yeah, so now I had to, basically I had to get to the point where I changed it to like, as soon as a trade happens for any major players, you have to get a league vote. League vote. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So there's no... No funny business going on. You can't. Yeah. Not anymore. Yeah. There used right. to be. So guys would basically. Be, I'm done here. I'll sell you my players. Yeah. Take Julio Jones. Give me some dust. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, done. yeah. That's offside. And if somebody's just no not good that. and makes a bad trade, 
I, no, we're we're gonna go ahead and stop that. I can't stand those ones. Uh, but yeah, what's what's the text line looking like? Anything? So you good? want okay? So we've got some some decent text. Lots of good zingers here in terms of questions. Um, can we hear your fantasy names in the uh, stamps league? Like how how? Uh, oh yeah, radio. Like are they radio friendly? Can you? Because well, you told us your family won your for Netflix and show. Yeah, so you've got uh, let me let me uh, be a hundred percent transparent about that. I did steal that name. <laughs> That's from good. Derek Wiggins, that was his team name last wow. year, and he had he had, in our stamps league, uh, and I couldn't think of one. I kept looking up one for Favre. I wanted like a, a Brett Favre one. Yeah, it was like the Favre dollar foot long. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> those kind of names. Favre dollar. <laughs> wow. So I was looking for those, um, and uh, and yeah, that's what I came up with because I had Fernet in my first pick. So I was like, that's a All good right. one. I like it. Um, and then uh, in. The Radio Hacks League. I'm sleeper pick. Got the shirt got today. The, got yeah. the shirt on. Pumped for the draft. Pick. Appreciate it, wife. Um, and then in the Stamps League, I'm actually, it's a little bit more. Deeper? No. It's kind of Not appropriate. Uh, oh. Screwston, 281. Because Houston is known for chopped and screwed rap music. And 281 is the area code, so. That's inside. I wasn't gonna get that one. Appreciate <laughs> <laughs> you laying that up for me. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a good name. <laughs> uh, who's uh, the physical specimen in the CFL? Why don't you give us one from the stamps or one from around the league? Dudes that just shouldn't physical be specimen. allowed to be ripped yeah. as they are. Um, no, physical specimen one hundred percent is Willie Jefferson. Okay, that dude. It doesn't make sense. Like he's, I don't know. He looks like he's six foot nine. <laughs> Uh, and the way he moves 300 pound people with leverage is just insane. Uh, how quick he is, how fast he gets up to get his hands in the air for the ball. Um, you know, covers tailbacks out of the backfield. Um, yeah. And then also the other one they have Antigua, like the guy that had the pick six on me, that was a 70 yard pick six from free safety. And he's a D lineman and he played receiver in college. Yeah, they've got some specimens over there. They've got a couple. They've Somebody got... on the text line wondering how All Stars for Kids went with Big Brothers Big Sisters. Oh, it went amazing. Um, man, well, I, the, I, your, your biggest ever game yeah, on the day that you exactly. donated to Big Brothers. And what's Big crazy? Sisters. I didn't even I didn't even think about it. Like normally, I'm very in tune into the uh, you know the dollar amount we're at right before the game, and sometimes I've even caught myself kind of thinking about the yardage during the game. Like, yeah. what are we at? Um, and uh, and yeah, as soon as the game's over, because honestly, the first thing I heard that I completely forgot about my yardage or anything was was KJ's ten catches for two forty nine, and I was like, that's just ridiculous. It's the only thing I could think about. Um, but I know in total with the All Stars for Kids, I think we ended up getting like close to three hundred thousand. Wow. Yeah, that's good. Congrats. That's fantastic. Yeah, that man. was amazing. Um, good day to go off yeah, for your so career thank, best. Thank you. No, that's not that's not throw for broke. That's no, in total. Including yeah. throw for broke. That's including throw for broke, but including everything that all the all-stars, the amazing all-stars, everybody in Calgary. Thank you guys so much for what y'all did because, um, yeah, got close to, if not there, at 300000 So really, really appreciate you and giving your dollar to somewhere that it counts. Um, all right, I got a fancy question for you. So you're drafting number one. Um, you just found out the news about Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. You're worried about David Johnson injury wise, so you're not going to go there. And let's just, you know, for for lack of a, a better excuse, you're not a Todd Gurley fan. You're picking number one. So here's here's my dilemma with this. So 
I don't think you just take whoever's next in the ADP. You know, you don't just fall in line with that. I, I believe in taking players that you believe are going to have a good year and not just taking the top player who's on the board. Okay. Um, so you've got to go through basically the next 20 picks because in a 12-team or 14-team league, yep. you're not picking until 24 or 28. So in those top 10 guys, you're picking number one. Who are you taking with I, those criteria? I would take, uh, no, again, Gurley's off the table, so we're Gurley, Gurley Johnson, Johnson are off, we don't like Gurley and, and Johnson. we know what we know about Bell. So yeah. you're not going to take any three of those guys. Um, I go Antonio Brown. Obviously, like you got to know your league in terms of scoring settings and things like that. PPR changes everything, but yeah. I think if we're all no the same, PPR. if you want a guy that even his off years are crazy production and he's going to be the best guy at his position, like you could go, you could convince me of you know the, the rookie running back Barkley in in uh, with the Giants. I could Stay understand uh, Zeke because he's going to get fed. Like that's all. But again, if you don't get one of those top three running backs for whatever reasons you've laid out. I think a wide receiver's got a better chance of staying healthy than a running back anyway, and Brown's probably going to be like I'd take Brown. Yeah, see, probably Zeke, just because you know that he is going to pound it. Like they are going to feed him every single night, and I still think he, if he's not, he, if he's not quite in Gurley Bell territory, he's knocking on the door. Like he, to me, is the no questions asked third best running back in fantasy football. So. I'd go Zeke if if I'm not taking Johnson and if I'm not taking Gurley. Like I I right now like Zeke more than I like Johnson, so I I would probably really? go Elliott. Yeah, I just last year he didn't have anywhere near the workload. He had the ongoing. I, I think that gives him makes him a little fresher for this year, and I think Dallas is going to absolutely pound him. That's their identity. Have, that is their identity, one hundred percent. And they've they've invested a ton in that O line, which I know isn't perfect health wise, but I'm telling you. If there's one thing one team you know is going to do, the Dallas Cowboys are going to run the football. And statistically, Prescott is way better when Zeke is in. He t- Prescott yep, turns into true. a functional quarterback when he's got a running back. So it's not as if you stack the box and, and Zeke's right. touching it 15 times and averaging two yards. It's a good case. Because you're taking Zeke, I want to ask you a question then. Okay. Name the top three receivers for the Dallas Cowboys. Well, it's... <sighs> what's his face? Uh, Gallup? Uh, is the number two. Um, Dez. Dez is gone. Um, <laughs> Terrence Williams. Miles Austin. Miles Austin. That guy was a money fantasy pick. Like, I, really I think was, I know what actually. you're getting at. Like, yeah, like Michael it's Gallup. A, yeah, um, what I'm getting at is it's a one-dimensional you're, offense. You're picking. Uh, so my biggest thing with my first pick in the draft is this guy has to be the best player on my team, and he has to last the whole year. Now, can I predict injuries? No, 100%. No, no one's predicting David Johnson getting hurt last year. Yeah. But... Number one, player. I believe I agree with what you said that I think receivers is a with the with the targeting rules things like that a much a, a much smaller chance of getting injured at receiver than at running back especially on a team where I don't know your receivers names yeah and there's a good chance I'm stacking the ball and the Cowboys are still going to run the football when you stack it with eight people mm-hmm. yeah. And that's the thing is sure. how many unnecessary hits is that guy taking because you're getting cover zero behind his the coverage the entire time. There's no fool in the defense of what you're doing if you're the Cowboys. You're going to run. They're going to know you're going to run, and you're still going to try to run. And you're going to play and action so, over the top after that. And it's probably going to limit your ability for Zeke to have monster days because they're, they're always ready for Zeke. But like it's it's not even close. If you Injury risk of a wide receiver running back, yeah. Yeah. career length. And well, that's, why, that's why I lean – I lean towards risk averse. If, if I'm picking a guy, surprise but not surprise, 
that that's the only thing that scares me about Saquon. I don't love anything else in that offense. Um, it's a bit one dimensional. Hasn't been successful in a long time, so I can't just believe that he's going to yeah. change that. Um, but I think I have to go Alvin Kamara. Yeah, Kamara was one of the guys that it was was in the same uh, in the yeah. same conversation and, but, for me. But I know he's got great receivers, great quarterback, a passing offense with. If you're running the ball, it's a very numbers-based offense. If you're in the box, they're throwing it. If you're out of the box, we're going to run or we're going screen. And I think he gets a lot of very easy, productive yards off things like that. Yeah, the, you could try to take away one part of that New Orleans offense. You're not going to sell them. Let's go elsewhere. That's fine. Yeah, so, we'll figure something out. We'll by the way, it. Dallas receivers, Alan Hearns, Terrence Williams, Michael Gallup, Cole Beasley, those are all That's all what Hearns is. Yeah, all yeah. the guys I said. Yeah, except Miles Austin. Does Antonio Brown become more and interesting to you guys if Le'Veon Bell sits out? No, I like him better when he's there. Yeah, I, I like I, him better I when he's there. I mean, he, he still was very, very productive last year when Le'Veon was not there. Yeah, yeah. and some might say more productive. See, uh, the, it's funny with with Brown because we have this conversation about running backs, right? You can put Gurley, you can put Bell, McCaffrey, Kamara, Zeke. Like, there's a big conversation to be had about running backs, whereas there is there's a a very solid group of receivers. But there's Antonio Brown, and then it's everybody and then else. The like, yeah, you know what? You got Julio Jones right. and DeAndre Hopkins, and there's some really good. But nobody's in Antonio Back Brown's stratosphere. Yeah, yeah o- OBG, but OBJ rather. Like, but but Brown is the top of the heap. No questions asked. I, I don't I don't say OBJ until Josh Allen becomes quarterback. I don't like Eli Manning. Well, and but again, he's had a pretty good career with only Eli throwing the balls. I'm with you. I like more with a better quarterback, yeah. but. There's been that's the history of some guys. I mean, we'll look at what is it, Hopkins in Houston? Like, who's throwing him the ball the last little while? Nobody. <laughs> I mean, Deshaun was healthy for a bit there, but even Deshaun kind of did it more with his legs and his arm, and he still had Pro Bowl caliber seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm interested to see kind of where all this shakes out. I think this what the fun thing for me this year. There was a lot of movement in the NFL. I feel like there was a lot of movement with some you know major esque guys. Uh, there's a lot of great players coming back. Uh, so to me, this is this is that year that fantasy becomes very very fun as a GM owner. Um, what any any other good snippets on the text line? Uh, there's lots. There's there's uh, how are you? How's your knee? Amazing. I'm a machine. Yes, I, I like you, that answer. You said that a couple of times. Smith, uh, I said that everybody's Smith, asking. Schuster, Mike Evans, or Brandon Cooks. Whoa, one more time. Smith Schuster. Uh, Smith Schuster. Evans or Cooks. What's crazy is the uh, the experts out of Tampa Bay are talking about the other guy. Yeah, Who's Godwin has been yep. eating up everything. Apparently, fifty fifty balls are yeah. all his, and he might start opposite Evans, not Deshaun Jackson. They're listed as co starters right now on the depth chart. He's a guy that's been targeted late by a lot of people as a sleeper. We'll see where he goes in ours tonight because the buzz a few weeks ago was a lot quieter. I, I kept him from last year on a hunch, but yeah. It's uh, he's an exciting guy, but again, preseason can be the worst for yeah. this kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Connor or Burkhead is a flex. So Connor in Pittsburgh, who is Le'Veon's backup, that's going to start. Connor for sure. I can't. Until week eight, yeah. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, if you yeah exactly. Who the Patriots? But how do you start Patriots running back? You can't. Like, well, and then they got, you can, and you might you get can, lucky, but, but yeah, but you might get burned exactly. one time. You're out of the game. Yeah. The, I can't take that. The no, one running back you've wanted to own in the last like five years was the Garrett Blunt. You had a couple monster Man. years there. Right. And after that, it's just this, like, Deion Lewis for a few weeks. And then this guy in the playoffs over here, James White's now the guy. Like, like, Rex Burkhead Rex Burkhead. Deion Lewis games. was in there, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, like, Garrett, like, Garrett Blunt, is, was, he was equivalent to a short yardage quarterback. 
Like he got every carry much, from yeah. the goal line. Yeah, oh, he was, and then he had those, you know, random big ones. Do you remember TJ Duckett? That name? Yeah, that guy was like the goal, the king of the uh, the goal line. The He'd be like four carries, four yards, long of one, three touchdowns. Well, there was so, the year, good day right there, boys. There, there was the year Pittsburgh had Deuce Staley, and they ran Deuce Staley Deuce. between the tens, and then then Bettis would come in, and seriously, Deuce Staley would finish with ninety-seven yards and no touchdowns, and Jerome Bettis would have six yards and two touchdowns. You're like, geez, I, I drafted yep. Staley, but you're not getting any majors from yeah. him. So, yeah. Gonna be fun tonight. Two and a half hours away, boys. It is. All right. Before I head out, one question for our league and our commissioner. Oh, come on, Pender. Why right. are we a PPR league? You know what? It's we are on default settings, and I might change it back because we were, were never PPR. Yahoo changed their default settings to half PPR this year, so I can go in and change that. I hadn't noticed it. Can I until make my I, case? Well, I'll just go non PPR totally. I don't. I don't we well, never I had it. We before. should vote on it. Okay. I mean, I, we'll talk about it tonight. Yeah. yeah but I'm, I'm totally in favor of leaving the way it was. I did not want to change anything. Yahoo's defaults changed. And I didn't right. realize till last night I was doing some mock drafts and they said, attention, Yahoo's default settings have changed. Those are reflected in this mock draft. I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So I'm glad you noticed that. I don't even know that's if anyone the else first had. Thing he, that's, that's the first thing I had no idea until right now. Yeah. I'm going to, uh, I'm going into my, because I'm the commissioner so, in another league. Yeah, because PPR. Killed me. I hate PPR. Because I hate when a guy has, a guy could have 10 catches for three yards because they throw him a bunch of screen routes and he's got 10 points. And he's like the most valuable guy of the week because he got 10 points. And one guy's got one catch for 100 yards and they have this, you know, they have the same points. This is awesome. How is this possible? We're like two hours and 30 minutes out from the draft and I'm going to change the. But but it's to last year, so I'm not feeling bad about it. So, but didn't our league roll over? No, our league last year was PPR. No, no, it wasn't. No, yeah, it was was standard. No, you're in too many leagues, man. (laughs) No, our league was PPR last year. I'm just, I'm thinking because I'm I'm looking right now. Like, if a league rolls over, your settings don't change. I think the default settings change in Yahoo. So, what, what? That's my interpretation of it. They did. Either way, if we didn't have PPR last year, we shouldn't have PPR this year. You'd think. Unless you were that's set to true. default scoring settings but rather than custom. Yeah, that could just take the default every year, then they change default, yours changed. Well, boys. I'm glad you're paying attention. I always, like it. Always. Appreciate y'all. See one, y'all uh, one, next one Tuesday the for the Bo Show. Uh, honestly, I might just stick around since we, uh, we've got a draft coming up here soon. So. <laughs> Get some, start grinding on some research. Any interesting cool. hockey questions that you need an expert <laughs> answer from, just ask your boy. Uh, that was, that's it for the Bo Show. Top to the hell yeah. You guys take it away.